Welcome to the Evolu Podcast, where we create space for real talk to learn, heal, grow, and evolve together. I'm Kimiko. And I'm Abby. We're soul sisters and besties turned business partners. Here on Evolu, we share our lessons learned and bring you special guests from passionate leaders, creatives, and badass women who stayed committed to their visions even when the odds were against them. Each week, we bring you new episodes that give you tangible tips to create your own meaningful journey. So grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine, kick back, and join the conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Evolu. We want to get real today and talk about something that I am sure many of us are feeling or are experiencing, or if not now, have felt it at some point in their lives. We want to talk about burnout and what it feels like. And we also want to explore different ways that we can learn to self-soothe ourselves when we are hitting that wall where we just can't take it anymore. To kick things off, we, we want to try something different today. And I have started quite the collection for Oracle and tarot decks as tools that I have in my toolkit um, to help me really strengthen and hone into my intuitive practice. And so we want to try to start at least the episodes that we have together with drawing a card for you to receive on the other side. And so for today's card, we are pulling from the Daily Peace Affirmations deck. Honestly, I love this deck so much on top of it being created by two Filipinas the whole vibe of it is just so vibrant it's so bright and it's so supportive so if you're looking for a deck that is a small business and created um, by Filipinas definitely check this one out so the card that I pulled today says I am supported and fulfilled I am divinely loved supported and fulfilled I have plenty of support systems in my life that can that I can count on for guidance. I am worthy of receiving it and have more than enough to give support back. Snaps to that. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I definitely am someone who has a hard time asking for help sometimes and feel like this card is coming up to remind us that we can't do everything by ourselves. You always need your friends. There you go. <laughs> Tell them. It's the moral of the story for like every movie, every TV show. The character, the main character always tries to do it on their own, but they right. can't. Oh my and they God. need the help of their friends. Hugo laughs at me every time I like bring that up. I'm like, look, see, they just need their friends. No, it's like Burrow. Okay, another Disney reference, Burrow, short film. If you guys haven't seen the Pixar short Burrow about the little bunny who's trying to create his house and do everything on his own, go watch it. It's only a few minutes long, but also the root of that story is you can't do it alone. You need your friends. Yep. From that, I think it's time to just dive on in. Let's keep that intention in mind, but let's let's just go on in and talk about what we're really here to chat about today. So burn out. Ugh, hearing these words already makes me so tired. <laughs> After the year that we had last year, I can definitely say that I know that I am not alone when most of my 2020 was 
spent in a place that felt like I was on the verge of burnout. The way that I like to see it is like you are just being pushed so hard where you are running on E, you know, you're like a car that has no gas, but the the car needs to keep going. So what happens when your car breaks down in the middle of the road and you don't have gas, but you still need to get to your destination? It's almost like you have to keep pushing yourself to finally get to that destination or get your car back to safety. And I I personally feel like burnout is, it, it feels something like that. You know, for me, it's like when I have this vessel or this body of mine, but I don't have the energy to keep moving, but feel like I don't have another choice other than to keep pushing beyond that point. How would you describe burnout? Exactly that. Um, I don't think I realized until probably more recently in my life um, how burnout like really truly feels. Mm. Um, I think listening to your body is really important when you're tired you know you Mm -hmm. need to rest um and it's funny because it really wasn't until quarantine when I started getting more sleep like my acne cleared up (laughs) so I think it was trying to tell me like girl like need some rest yes Um, yeah just listening to your body if like you know you're having headaches you're you know like having fatigue or you know, whatever it may be, like just listening to it and taking care of your health first, because you can't, you know, hustle, hustle, unless your body is and your health is taken care of. Yeah, that part. I think it is so important to listen to our body. And too often, so many of us are, um, you know, we're, we're conditioned to try to move um from from everywhere else but what our body is telling us like i think that it wasn't until i got to my late 20s when i really started to understand how to listen to my body i felt like i was taking advice on how to nurture my body you know just ignoring so many different parts of self-care until recently so 100 percent agree with you all right so If this is something that happens to, you know, a good majority of us, especially with all that we're going through in the pandemic, right? Like burnout isn't something that just happens because of work. Burnout happens because of all the different things that constantly pull at us every single day. You know, just pushing ourselves too far and like Abby said, not knowing when to stop or when to take that moment of rest. And can you share a time like you experienced burnout or at least, you know, what did it feel like for you? Like, how did you know that you were getting to the point of burnout? I think there are many different points in my life where I have felt burnout for sure. Um, You know, going back to even like high school and college and, um, those were the times when I was probably like the most busy, um, especially in college. I was going to school full time. I was taking at least 15 credits, um, four to five classes every semester. I was working full time, mm-hmm. just about 40 hours a week. Um, 
you know, had a boyfriend, had um, a lot of friends, a lot of social commitments that I would make. Um, you know, we were in a sorority and all those things took time. And yeah, at the time, it just felt really normal to be just busy all the time. But for me, it was always like working towards a goal. Like being in school, I was working towards getting that degree. Mm -hmm. I just want to get that piece of paper. And for me personally, it really wasn't about getting A's. I just needed to pass. Like my motto at the time, (laughs) not the best, but it was like C's get degrees. And it's true. I never had any intentions of, you know, going to um, get my master's or anything after I was like, no, after, after college, like after I get this piece of paper, like I can go to work and like, you know, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So that is how I was able to feel, I guess, somewhat sane, at least with school. Um, And then working full time to pay my rent you know I was paying for everything on my own my rent my food like you name it all of it and then at the same time having like a pretty pretty fun social life Mm -hmm. really busy we did a lot Mm -hmm. I did a lot I know that for sure yeah I would be so tired I wasn't one to like have like a self-care day Mm-hmm. for myself, like take a bubble bath or anything like that. Um, but I always had a goal to work towards. Um, and after college, even even during college and post-college, like you and I had our various like small business ventures together and things that we did. So like that always kept us busy too. So I was very used to being busy. Um, I you know, don't feel like I was ever, at least like knowing you, cause you're like a very, you're a very hard worker and you're very intense and you put your like 110% like into everything, <laughs> you know, like I was never have ever been at, at your level of being like such a hard worker. Like for me, I'm like, I've done enough today, <laughs> you know, but Miko keeps going. Miko I don't know. I mean, it. I, you it, do. <laughs> it depends, though. Like it all. It depends. Like I have to really want to do those things, you know. Like otherwise, yeah. like I get burned out real easily. But I feel that. I feel like I have a lot of energy to exert. And Abby captured that spot on. Um, I have a lot, yeah. of, but I think that I think it was always nice. Like you and I had a way of balancing each other out. Um, Cause sometimes like I would get real frustrated, right? Like in the middle of stuff. And that would be the moment where Abby's like, okay, hold on, let me, let me handle this. And like, I, you know, I think it was like a really good dynamic between the two. Cause as soon as I get frustrated, there's nothing happening. It's like all hell. And Abby's like, all right, hold on. Or I don't know. I've always been someone who's like, I don't get, I try not to get super caught up in the details Mm -hmm. because the details and things sometimes can bog you down. I'm a very look at the big picture kind of thing. Just, you know, like, like for example, with my, with, with going to college and and getting a degree, I wasn't bogged down in like getting straight A's. Like I just needed to get 
good enough grades to get my degree. Like that's it. Or with any of like the small businesses that we did, like, you know, tried not to get caught up in the little details because then we could be stuck there for like hours. Right. You know? So I think, yeah, you're right. We had a really good balance in that way. Um, but um, over the years, I mean, I, 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 you know, I really honestly like tried to like keep up with your hustle because you're my best friend and like we've done like so many things, you know, we do everything together. Right. Um, and I'm like, oh, God. She, she does so much. No, that's okay. Nothing to be sorry for. I, you know, recently, um, I feel like I've found more of a balance in my life where I'm like, you know, doing, being busy all the time may not be for me and that's okay. But we can talk about, you know, things that you can do to alleviate that that burnout later there's nothing wrong with knowing how and what your limits are like if anything that's the skill that people want to learn to cultivate is like knowing when your personal energy level is is tapped out right and that Mm -hmm. looks different on everyone and this is interesting like this is really interesting because um and so for those of you that don't know like Personally, I have been starting to explore like human design, um, which we can dive into a lot more into a different episode. But for those of you that are familiar with human design, essentially every single person is born with like a different aura or uh, type. And for me as a manifesting generator, I'm someone that is just full of energy. That's literally part of my type. It's it's like I have so much to give out and It's interesting, though, because now that we're talking about like human design and how, you know, like that ties in is when we look at your your design, Abby, like you're a projector and you're not someone who is like not built to be in that like go, 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 go. You actually do not thrive in that kind of environment because of your type. Mm -hmm. And it really took for us, like even beyond the awareness of what our human design types are, it took a lot of trial and error for us to figure that out without, you know, knowing like the human design stuff to back it up. But I think it definitely was, um, it was a lot of trial and error of us learning how to, you know, work together, knowing how much energy we both exert, knowing what each other's strengths and weaknesses are and how do we get in harmony between the two. So, um, Sort of about burnout, but also about partnership here. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think like when we, especially when we talk about like working together and like working on a team, I feel like, um, or teams in general, I feel like burnout could come up anytime, especially after like a really heavy season where you are just depleted energetically, emotionally, physically. Like, it's just, it's the season, it's a season of depletion. I think, again, 2020 was a big learning curve. I think I've always been someone who has been pretty active in self-care practices. Like, I've always had a pretty good journaling practice. I really love, like, mindful minutes during my day. I 
really, you know, my inner, my inner Taurus is like, girl, you need to take a step back. You need to relax in between all the hustle and bustle that like Abby's talking about. But it wasn't until 2020 where I realized that I needed to also learn how to practice what I preached. Like when I started working remote, it was really hard for me because I was so used to having my commute, um, my lunch breaks. I was so used to having changes in my environment, people to connect with all day long, and then it being completely taken away from me when the pandemic started. Amongst all the other things that, you know, I was processing, both collectively, current events, everything, like all of it together, on top of all the inner work that I was doing. And um, I just felt like I had nothing else to give. Like, I felt like when I was sleeping, I could feel sharp pains in my body. I couldn't sleep peacefully. I felt like I didn't have any motivation, but felt like I was forcing my motivation. It was almost like I'm too tired and I have nothing left in me, but I'm just going to keep pushing because there's just too much work to be done. But you're never going to give your best work if you push yourself to that level. Like, I really genuinely believe that if you are running on E, you're not doing yourself a cert. You're not doing yourself any favors and you're not doing anyone else that you're working with or working for favors um, because you're just pouring from an empty cup. And I know that this year is like has been like no other. I think as we approach like the one year mark of um, the beginning of Shelter Up in Place, you know, I feel like collectively everyone is tired. I feel like they, you know, I, I remember the energy that had happened when the pandemic first hit and we were all motivated. I mean, even socially, right? Like there was like, oh, it's okay. I'll see you in a few weeks. We'll hop on a Zoom call. And there was a bunch of like game nights. Like I think like even our friends group, you know, used to do like happy hours and game nights. Like there was a lot of morale still in the early stages even though there was also a lot of uncertainty but then now I think we're getting to a place where the zoom call like the excessive zoom calls have stopped people are just taking more time to rest rest is part of a strategy of how to self-soothe right like I feel like so much of that like this compassion this like invitation that like everyone needs to take a step back is what I'm I've been feeling just across the board lately I think that's okay. I think we need to rest. I think there's a lot of work. We can continue to do the work, but I think we need to take time to just take a step back first. It's been a lot. It has been for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, are there like any other times you've been feeling like burnt out or is just like this last year like mainly has been a lot for you? Well, I mean, again, I think <laughs> like you, I mean, you, you described it best. Like I am someone that just has so much energy to exert. Right. And I'm so eager to exert it. But the problem is for me is that I have a tendency to overexert. Like I get really inspired really quick. And um, I I think I'm learning to tap into my, my unique human design better and that's given me a grip on how to 
like balance it or how to read when to say yes and when to say no. I think for me, I just got burnt out a lot like throughout my 20s because of that tendency to like always want to keep doing and I never really knew how to say no. And that always put me in a position where I was burnt out. You know, when I think about me spiraling into my eating disorder, that was also part of burnout because of my intensity and my lack of understanding of when enough was enough, you know? And when I think about when I'm, when I make myself burnt out at work, it's because I hold myself to an expectation of people pleasing or perfectionism. So I think a lot of it is like, um, it starts within me. And so I feel like I could, you know, there's so many examples of which I, I feel like I've experienced burnout in my life. But again, it is an overexertion. Simple as that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about then, like, what are some ways um, that we've found to alleviate the burnout? Let's talk about how to shake it off. <laughs> it sounds really simple, but I feel like it's constantly overlooked. And that's to really understand that, you know, stress management and self-soothing begins with ourselves. You know, you can go, yes, I think it's true. I think having a healthy environment is incredibly important and really sets the tone for us. But whether you're in a good environment or whether you are in a tough environment that is not supporting you, having the responsibility to know how to nurture yourself and having really strong stress management techniques begins within you. It begins with taking responsibility for understanding how to like set boundaries for yourself and how not just to set boundaries, but to actually mm -hmm. follow them. You know, you could honestly work at a place that is a top rated best place to work and still not have healthy coping mechanisms when it comes to stress. Um, and I learned that yeah. the hard way. So I think, I think that's number one is really just like taking an honest look in the mirror and asking how you are not supporting yourself. What about you? What's, what's one way that you've alleviated yourself from experiencing burnout? I touched on it. A little bit earlier, but just to kind of reiterate, um, recognizing that you don't have to be someone who has to hustle all the time. You know, there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with wanting to live a more slow-paced life. I realized this recently. I think living in a city, especially like San Francisco, it's really easy to want to keep up with everyone around you and hustle and just mm -hmm. do a lot, you know, make a lot of money, go out all the time, go on vacations, buy fancy cars, do this and that. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in that. But recognize if it's for you or not for me mm -hmm. I think it kind of took a toll on on my health you know in the last decade without me kind of realizing it um mm -hmm. through 
different kind of health issues. And um, I've touched on it in other podcast episodes, but um, you know, you get to a point where you're like, I think this is actually like not healthy for me. So um, Mm -hmm. recognizing that if that's something that's happening to you and knowing that your productivity isn't your worth, that living just like, you know, regular, like if you just want to like go to work for a couple hours, fuck it up, make your money, go home at the end of the day, like, (laughs) and that's all you want to do. Cool. Like, that's totally cool. Like my dream life is to like work four hours a day and then like go hang out on a beach. That would be my dream. Yes. Um, And maybe do some like artsy stuff on the side. That'd be really nice. So yeah. yeah. So knowing like, but but also if you're a person who like wants to hustle and like you love that and you thrive off that shit, like all you girl, like you do you like (laughs) get it, get it. But not for me. I just want to lay down. Just want to lay down. Right. Yeah. Living life on your own terms. Success, I feel like looks so different on everyone, but so often we all hold ourselves to the same standard of what success looks like for modern day society. One of the things that is really important that Abby and I always, always come back to when we have these conversations is breaking out of that norm, breaking out of the societal norm, these expectations, and really tapping in and creating the life that you wanna live. And to Abby's point, you need to decide and define what success looks like for you. And if that success does not look like being a CEO, then it is not that. So you have to make sure that whatever action that you're taking in your life is moving you towards what you want, not what other people or society or whatever it is conditioned you to feel like success looks like. And I think the other piece of that too was uh, how you and I were talking about are different design types, right? So if you are interested in human design, I highly recommend it. I feel like it's just given me so much insight on understanding like how I show up in this world. And it's given me a lot of insight on how Abby shows up in this world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. that's what makes us different and unique in our own ways. And I just thought of like one of my favorite quotes that's kind of related to this, You're spending money to impress people that you don't really care about. But what do you have Mm -hmm. to do to make that money? Mm -hmm. You got to hustle. You got to make money, right? So kind of like getting back to like your root of why you're doing whatever you're doing. If you're doing it just to keep up with other people in your life who actually you don't really care about or, you know, they wouldn't really be there for you when you really needed them, then like, you know, why try to keep up with something like that? Um, So Mm -hmm. just keeping, that's something I keep in mind as I go through life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is so key. That's so key. So what else? All right. How about some, uh, yeah. What other ways can we alleviate through burnout? So we talked about boundaries, And we talked about, you know, defining success for yourself. 
taking the accountability to know that it starts within you. And I think one of the ways that I held myself accountable is understanding and learning how important it was to adopt a mindful practice. And y'all know how passionate I am about mindfulness and meditation, but I feel like I have tried everything when it came to mental health. Like I was very aware about mental health from a very early age, both for my own, being, um, being there for family members who were also going through a variety of, you know, mental illnesses and, um, mindfulness really changed the game for me. I realized that I wasn't ever giving myself enough space. I was trying all these things to escape or to bypass or to avoid what I really needed to sit with. And it wasn't until I started actually practicing meditation where I realized that is where clarity happens. So the way that I would like to describe, um, our thoughts and why meditation is so important is using the analogy of like a snow globe, right? So think about your favorite snow globe and think about when you shake it up and whether it's glitter or snow, but you see like all of the, all of the pieces just like floating all around. So I want you to think of that like your thoughts in those are all your thoughts floating around, right? It could be about work. It could be a family. It could be about things that you need to get done, etc. And if we're constantly in a state of movement, you know, if we're constantly on the go, all we're going to see is all of our thoughts. But it's not until you actually take the snow globe and you put it down on a table and let it sit there long enough where it main, it creates stillness. And in that stillness, all of the snow or all of the, the glitter finally settles down to the bottom of the snow globe. And that's when you get to see what's actually in the middle of it. Like that's the same thing that happens with our minds when we create moments of stillness. Even if it's as something as small as starting like five to 10 minutes a day, if you want to download the Calm app, that's a great resource. They have great daily meditations where you don't even have to pick. You literally just like log in and then you do the 10 minute daily Calm and it it supports an environment and it takes you through different themes that you can work through. That was one big tool for me. If you're someone who is used to moving at 100 miles per hour, um, similar to how like Abby was describing, like constantly on the go, when you you end up sheltering in place, then you are surrounded by stillness. You know, you're surrounded by like being at home and you don't know what to do with yourself. And that be that comes with having to just face and sit with and be with all the things that you might not have like actually given yourself time to fully digest from years and years of years of like built up living life in the fast lane lifestyle. That's definitely one that I encourage if you don't already have a mindfulness practice. If meditation isn't for you, try something else. There are many ways that you can be mindful, which is really just focusing on practices that bring you into the very present moment. If you can't, if you don't want to sit there and close your eyes and meditate, do your research, go online and look like up paintings, the variety of ways. Or adult can. coloring yes, books. exactly. Or, right. you know, things like that. <laughs> Doesn't have to be yeah, anything like, fancy. Um, exactly. Like flow state, you know, there's a way that you can enter flow state and that could be. I guess this is another one. This is a perfect segue. Um, but I think another way that you can alleviate and soothe burnout is making time for what you love, like genuinely making time for what you love. I think so often it's like, oh, I'll do what I love when I have time. No, prioritize what you love at the same level 
as all the other things that you have in your life. Because at the end of the day, if you're just trying to get everything done and you leave no time for the things that you love, you're just going to go through life and you're not going to remember those moments that bring you joy in between because it's just going to be filled with, oh, I didn't do this or I didn't get this done. So I have to work longer. Or I have to keep doing this. Yeah. Right. I think that I think you kind of mentioned that too earlier, Abby, about like making time for what you love and like yeah, doing something creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And creative is such a umbrella term for so many different things that you can do. Um, I think, I think everyone is creative. I think everyone has the capacity to be creative. It's finding the thing that, um, you know, that gives you the most joy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of the Brene Brown quote where she said that there's no such thing as a creative and a non-creative person. Mm-hmm. You either choose to use your creativity or you yeah. don't. And I feel like when I read that or heard it, that really sunk in for me because um, there's so many people who've been, you know, who've who've always said to me, oh, I'm not creative. I, I'm not creative. And the truth is you mm-hmm. are creative. You just, it's about giving ourselves the permission. When was the last time you actually gave yourself permission to be creative? Yeah. I think people can also get caught up in the perfection of being creative. Like, oh, it doesn't look good enough or it's it's not, doesn't look like yes. a professional made it. Like, no. Art is subjective. Right. Creativity is subjective. Oh, I feel like we need, that, that needs to be... Okay. Take note. Take note. We gotta hold we gotta do one on like artist eye. I oh, feel like that. It's a hot a topic. <laughs> yeah. How to how to unblock creativity. Oh, oh yeah. I feel like that'd be a really good one. Oh. Next week? Okay. <laughs> next topic. So on next week's episode. <laughs> so on next week's episode, we're gonna explore unblocking creativity. Would you like to hear it? Leave a comment, like, and subscribe. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, <laughs> let us know because I think that I think a lot of y'all that are listening in, you know, like, don't play yourself. You know, you are creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it, and if you weren't, you wouldn't be listening to this yeah. right now. So. If you really want us to explore, like, diving into unblocking creativity, yeah, well, we will. And we didn't really touch on this, like, a lot in this episode, but we can definitely talk about it on the next one. Um, but, but I think, like, tapping into your creativity and getting into, like, that flow state, as you are saying, really helps if you're also someone who has a lot of anxiety or depression that can be caused by mm-hmm. burnout. Um you know, doing something creative using that right side of your brain is can really help with that. So to sum up the different ways that we've mentioned it today, I mean, honestly, there is an endless list of different ways that you can alleviate and self-soothe your burnout. But for us, some of the techniques that we mentioned is one, the first step is really recognizing that stress management begins within ourselves and taking the responsibility and holding ourselves accountable to adopt really strong stress management skills. Because whether you are in you know, a healthy environment or one that does weigh you down, the work begins within us first. 
Um, the second one that we had mentioned is recognizing that you don't have to hustle. There's nothing wrong with living a slow life. And it's important to define your life and your definition of success on your own terms. You also want to practice setting good boundaries and not just setting boundaries, but actually following them. At times it might be uncomfortable, you know, having to tell people no when you're so used to saying yes all the time, but don't do anything that you don't want to do, especially if it's at the expense of yourself. It just ain't worth it. And then the last two, which are definitely not least, Really make time, prioritize time for the things that you love and especially time to be creative, you know, get yourself in the flow state and, and then adopting a mindful daily practice, whatever that might look like for you. And, you know, this is just a short list of things that Abby and I have been doing in, in our lives, but we hope that there's been a gem for you somewhere in this episode that will help you. And we hope that you take that little gem or that little seed and you plant it. Life isn't all about pushing yourself, but really giving yourself the permission to just be. Just be. Just be. Your productivity does not define your worth, even though there's so many things that pull at us telling you that. It does. But with that said... We will come back in the weeks ahead and we're going to continue to explore down this path of um, maximizing your creativity, being the badass that you are, creating the lifestyle that you want, and we've got more goodness coming your way. Can't wait. All right, y'all. We'll take it easy, get some rest, and we'll see you back here next week on Evolu. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and we're so glad you're here. If you enjoyed today's episode, screenshot this and share it on Instagram and send it to a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. It would mean the world to us. If you want to learn more about Evolu, check out our website or DM us on Instagram. The links are in the show notes below. Thanks for listening and we'll see you back here next week.